sometimes people think I'm a bit mad for saying that, but let's not wait to be the winner. Let's maximize the opportunity at every stage. And it works powerfully. In my life outside the confines of this podcast, I've been involved in two businesses of my own and worked with hundreds of small businesses to address their challenges and support their success. I'm Rachel Cheatham, a business person, advisor, coach, and mentor. Welcome to The Curious Business Guide, a podcast for anyone running a business, whatever stage you're at. If you're curious about every aspect of doing business and always keen to learn about new things, each of these episodes explores a challenge that came up for one of the businesses I support, and I explore with and look for guidance from experts in that field. It's the place to ask daft questions and take things from the very start, with the aim to leave better informed, perhaps with a plan of action, and most probably with even more to explore. If, like me, your LinkedIn timeline looks like an awards celebration parade, do you often find yourself wondering whether or not you should be doing the same thing? I'll be honest, I've often felt that awards were nice to have rather than a necessity. And on those occasions I've entered an award or been part of a team entered for awards, I've sometimes wondered whether or not it would be time better spent. Don't get me wrong, I do like a party, so when I'm shortlisted, that was good fun. A few weeks ago, I met up with someone who showed me just how wrong I was not to actively pursue awards as part of a wider promotion and marketing strategy. That person's Rachel Hargrave of the Awards People. Her expertise is helping businesses to target and win awards that support a business's strategy and growth. And the results speak for themselves, and that's what blew my mind. Most of her clients use this underused route to expand their networks and reach their potential customers as a key part of their marketing mix. And of course, there's often a lot of kudos attached to winning in your market area or sector. And this confirms both to your current clients and customers and to any future clients or customers that they're dealing with the right people. So I've asked Rachel to join me today as I found our conversation, as I said, a bit mind-blowing and certainly very eye-opening and extremely useful to help me to understand how important it can be to enter these awards and to try and win. But she also, and this is the bit that blew my mind, she talked about what you get from participating and that's the bit I hadn't taken into consideration. So Rachel, hello, and thank you for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for asking. Now, as I said, when we originally spoke, I had no idea about what entering awards could do uh, and what you do for your clients. So if we can start by giving a bit of background about yourself and your business. Sure. So uh, I've, I've worked in comms in its widest form since well, for over 20, 28 years now, um, and I've run my own businesses for the last 20 years. Um, and I was very happily running um, a PR agency called RDZ PR, still do run that agency, when I was approached by a gentleman that I'd known and who had actually taken over as IOD chairman for Leicestershire from me. Um, and he called me into his office. He said, Rachel, I don't want to talk about any of that PR rubbish. And knowing Shahid well, I said, well, that's going to be difficult, Shahid, because that's what I do, RDZ PR, including the name. And he smiled and he said, no, we said, um, uh, we've been just dipping our toe into entering and winning awards. And we, I think there's something really, really strong here. Um, and I want you to, to do it all for us because we don't have the time to do it as we want to do it. And what he meant by that was he wanted me to write for him, and indeed I did over the next four or five years, 
anywhere between one and six award entries a month and anywhere up to 14 categories per award. So when he said he was all in, he, he meant it. But what I noticed um, over that time that I worked with Shahid was that his company grew and grew and grew and not down to obviously one strategy. He had four strategies he focused on, three of which were nothing to do with me. One of which will resonate with you hugely, Rachel, which is innovation. He, he was truly very innovative and actually patents, we're talking patentable innovations here. Um, the second was international trade and export. Because clearly with a patented product, either you bought it from him or you bought it from somebody he licensed it to. Well, he didn't do that. So if you wanted it, you bought it from him. So international trade and export was focus number two. Focus number three was reinvesting his profits back into his plant, his machinery, so that he had the latest kit, the fastest running kit, the highest quality producing kit. Um, and then number four was entering and winning awards. And indeed, that at the point that we were talking to him and working with him was the only ex external marketing spend, advertising spend, PR spend at all. This gentleman didn't have an internal sales force. He didn't make cold calls. He did go to exhibitions. He used them very successfully. But apart from that, entering and winning awards was all that he did. Um, and it ended up, those four strategies ended up taking his business from £10 million to just shy of £30 million in four odd years. So I got curious and said, right, well, if, if it can work for, for, for Shahid, could it be span out and, and work for micro and smaller businesses than, than him? I'm talking smaller in terms of turnover. So I got curious, set up the awards people, spun it out as a separate offering. And as you say, all we do at the awards people is research, write and submit award-winning award entries. And yes, it does. Over the years that I've been running the awards people, I've had all sizes and at all stages of their journey, uh, businesses and private individuals, uh, working with me and raising their profile, enhancing their reputation by entering and, yes, sometimes winning awards. But as you so rightly said, Rach, it's not actually about the winning. I'll say this to every client. I don't care if you win. I care that you're a finalist and that we maximise the opportunities across the whole journey. It's not actually about the winning. I'll say this to every client. I don't care if you win. I care that you're a finalist and that we maximise the opportunities across the whole journey. And that's what struck me when I spoke to you. I, I I not considered what you could achieve, even if you didn't win, but just by being shortlisted. And that story about Shahid and how he used it as, you know, in tandem with exhibitions to grow his business, I think it really struck home with me. Um, and I could begin to see how previously we haven't maximised entry to awards or winning of the awards. But it's go, let's go back to that bit about just participating and, you know, sort of get it, hopefully getting yourself shortlisted uh, and in front of the judges. How can that work for you? What if you don't win? Well, you know, we've got some great stats, but the, there is, you're always going to have some people who are finalists and, and therefore aren't the winners. Um, for me, the, the, the key piece for this is actually uh, being brave or perhaps the right words confident and actually putting your head above the parapet as I say at all parts of the journey so I encourage our clients we either do it for them they do it for themselves whichever they prefer um, to actually talk about uh, on social media and through traditional media the fact they've been nominated now if they're working with me and we are nominating them then then clearly actually they're all bar nominating themselves but 
it's semantics on the language. It's where co- clients is comfortable. So some of my clients will very much be comfortable with saying, wow, we've just nominated ourselves for this award. Others will be more of the, oh, wow, we're really honoured to hear that we've been nominated for this award. It Whatever works for you, um, uh, your company culture, how comfortable you feel with it. But start talking about the fact that you have entered at the point where you enter. Don't wait for the win. So by talking about that on social media um, and by, by selecting the right awards, by which I mean the prestigious, credible, well-connected awards, sadly not all awards are equal. I'll say that to everybody I speak to as well. Um, but there are some really credible, really prestigious, really well-connected awards out there. Those are the ones that I encourage our clients to, uh, and indeed anybody I speak to, to enter. Um, because they are connected usually with... Um, some media. Um, if they are an industry publication, they will almost definitely be connected to key media within that industry, which may be of interest to you. Certainly work for Shahid. He had customers reading that industry uh, publication or publications that then phoned him and said, you better come and see us. And they were major, major supermarket chains in the UK. So remember that people do read these things. I think a lot of people now think that nobody reads uh, traditional media. Yeah, they do. They do. They might not in the same numbers, but they do. Um, but also, these the, the prestigious, credible, well-connected awards will also almost undoubtedly have an enviable social media following. Now, whether that's on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, oh, in, insert name of favourite social media platform here, they will they will definitely have a social media gathering and following. And that's where you can start to build community. That's where you can start to build and develop relationships. And by doing so, by using their tags, um, tagging them into messages, being suitably humble but excited, starts to get your name in front of them. Because almost inevitably, somebody will say, oh, my goodness, we entered the other award. Um, what, what does your business do? And you start the conversation. Some of the awards that we suggest to clients actually go out of their way to make sure that groups of nominees, let alone finalists and winners, start uh, networking in its broadest term online as soon as they have expressed interest and they might have little gatherings online to do so. Um, but also get that press release out uh, to your media of interest to you that uh, talks about you being nominated. When and if you hear about being a finalist, repeat do the same keep talking about it we don't wait to be a winner we talk about it every step of the way and indeed i've seen many of my clients we've got vlogs up on our our website that talk about it where they have successfully networked and i mean that both as face-to-face when we could but also virtually as we do now um where they've picked up business contacts connections in fact, one of my clients even managed to find an investor who subsequently um, invested a million pounds into his business and has enabled him to scale up exponentially as a result of that. That's really quite mind-blowing when you think of it in those terms and what you could potentially discover. So it's about getting into the into the room, really, whether that be a virtual room or the actual room itself, and then maximising that networking opportunity. So ultimately, while the win is the nice to have, it's actually the doors that it opens that can be the real game changer. I agree, absolutely. And, and the difference, because sometimes people will say to me, well, in that case, Rach, I can... Let's go back to when it was face-to-face. I can just buy a ticket and be in that room. Yes, you can. You can't buy a ticket, be in that room and say that you're a finalist. It doesn't have the same QDOS credibility, external endorsement. 
you know, if you are able to go up and handshake or virtually handshake uh, all the other fellow winners or finalists in and your in the award that you've entered, uh, even if they are your competition, go around and shake hands with them virtually or in real life. That's powerful. That I was talking to um, somebody this morning who is a past client of mine. They're looking at doing some work for me, uh, and we we're talking. And, and uh, the lady Laura was saying, Laura was saying, um, I I noticed that when I called everybody up after our award win, I don't know, two weeks ago, last week, I can't remember now. Um, she said um, how much warmer all the calls were because I was ringing up as Laura, who was the finalist and the winner of this category, and I was talking to other finalists in other categories. And she said, it, 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 she said it's completely gotten rid of that cold calling thing. There's no cold calling, she said, when you're a, a finalist, let alone a winner in an award ceremony. No, you're absolutely right. You can let your your uh, your nomination as a finalist or even as a winner be your your way to open a door and to do that first handshake. And, and I guess it gets people coming to seek you out if you're in the room. Exactly. It certainly does. And indeed, outside of the room, as Shahid found when he took calls from those two or three national supermarkets, never met them before, never put a cold call through to them. Um, but he did get the calls in eventually. It did take time. I'm not going to say it was overnight, but he got he got the calls. And as a result, his products were on their shelves. That's a stunning result. Really, really is probably better than winning the awards itself in my book. Where do you find these awards? How do you find out about what's what's out there and what you should be entering? Well, in terms of what you should be entering, what I would say to, to a client, and, and bearing in mind I've spoken quite a bit about growth, um, it is it is actually about understanding why you're entering awards. So is it about growing your business, attracting new clients? Or actually, as my other example went, is it about trying to find an investor? At the moment, is it about retaining your staff, keeping them all on board, shouting about how proud you are about them? Or is it about uh, attracting new staff to you? So what is it that you actually want to achieve? Because that will at least um, guide you as to category choice, if not actually guide you to the award choice. So that's the first thing I say. Be really clear on what you're trying to achieve or wanting to achieve out of it. The second thing I would say is um, being in business, you are likely to have in some way, shape or form been exposed to awards, whether that's a friend celebrating an award, a competitor winning an award, um, your local regional media sending information through to you about awards. As you were saying, you can't go on social media without being hit by a plethora of different awards. So you'll be able to start getting curious about those and their fit with you or otherwise. Good old Google, that does not hurt at all to have a good old look through Google and have a, a, a you know just general search terms, so local, regional, national business awards with the year uh, afterwards. Uh, have a look through your industry publications. Um, but I'd also say, do have a look at those companies that you admire, see what awards they have entered and won. And I would be nosy and have a look on your competition. When we do research for our clients' 12-month bespoke award plans, we quite often go onto their competition and see if they've won anything. And if they have, we'll make sure that we raise those to our client, not necessarily that they should go in for them, but they should at least be aware of them. But what uh, wider than that, it's just nice to know uh, who of their competition are using awards as part of their strategy and who aren't. And more often than not, to be honest, we find they aren't. It gives our, our clients a competitive advantage then that we make sure we uh, maximise more quickly and more fully before anybody catches up with us. 
So it really plays into the the basics of what's your marketing strategy, what do you want to achieve with the business over the next period of time uh, and bringing it all into the mix. Exactly, totally. You're a business, you've decided to enter some awards. There are people such as yourself who can make this really easy, take the burden of actually doing the entry off somebody else, or like you said, you can nominate people for awards but if you're if you're somebody who wants to give it a try themselves how would you get started and what do you need to look for within an award to try and tailor your approach I think the first thing I would say is find the awards and the categories that resonate as I said with you and your objectives what you're trying to achieve don't go for what you think you ought to go for. Go for what resonates with you. So for some clients, that means starting off, um, and I use this uh, respectfully and in scare quotes, smaller with some of the smaller awards. Um, they're a great learning ground. They often have a much more simple and streamlined process. So you can really cut your teeth with them. So what I'm thinking about there, and sadly, they're not running them this year, or, or they're not planning on running them this year, may, of course, change towards the end of the year. But Awards like the Federation for Small Business, uh, celebrating business awards. Um, and of course, a small business with the FSB is anybody up to 250 employees. So, you know, not that small a business in my book anyway. Um, but their awards, are, it's an online portal. It's very simple to use. I think for most categories, it's between three and five questions. And I think a word count of up to 250, 300 words per question. So it's not terribly onerous. It gives you an opportunity to put your logo your photo, your URL for your website in there as well. Free to enter. You don't need to be a member. And the best bit of it, if you win regionally, you go through and you compete on the nationals, but you don't need to do anything else to do that. So you get two bites, one cherry, what's not to love? Now, if you're thinking, well, that's all very well, Rach, but I'm a much bigger company than that. What could I do? Things like um, the Chamber Awards, things like the Institute of Directors, Director of the Year Awards. Why am I pointing those out? Because on their awards uh, nomination forms, and other awards, of course, do it, but these are the two that, that spring to mind, they actually detail out what they're looking for, particularly the chamber, but also the IOD. So let's say they're talking about, oh, I don't know, let's use something obvious. Let's say they're saying, you know, you've got 250 words to describe your business. They'll even give you three or four bullet points underneath that saying, what we'd like to see in your answer is X, Y, Z. So... If you aren't terribly confident as a writer, you've got the guidance notes there to really help you hone and craft something that works, that answers the question, not the question you want to, to be asked, as my teachers at school used to say when we're fa facing GCSEs. But it gives you the guidance. It tells you how to answer the question. It gives you a clear word count. It's really hand-holding you and step-by-stepping you through the process. Whereas when you get to some of the bigger awards, bigger, more complex meteor national awards international awards some of that guidance falls away so you are much more on your own um, but by the time you've got to that point two or three awards under your belt you might be smiling pretty and and, and ready to go but that's that's what i'd suggest if you're going to give it a go for yourself know what you want to achieve choose awards that genuinely resonate with you make sure when you read the criteria you can very comfortably answer at least a good 85% of it um, and follow the guidance and the notes within the, the, what they're looking for for each answer. 
And that sounds like some very good advice. So if it's your first foray, start small, perhaps look local. If you're larger and you've got more expertise or more time, perhaps look a bit further afield. But those suggestions of the FSB and the Institute of Directors and the like of, of the Chambers, really worth looking at those, I know. Now, you and I just came across each other when we were both working with a mutual client who was looking at a Queen's Award. I, I knew there were Queen's Awards, but I, I'd never come across a business so uh, proactively approaching the Queen's Awards. And I wasn't aware of what those types of awards were out there, but I, I, I wasn't aware of how you went about approaching something like that. So those kind of national awards, those high-profile uh, awards – how have you seen those help with clients? I think things like the Queen's Awards for Enterprise, they, they almost stand in a league of their own. I, I kind of lump them somewhat clumsily, the Queen's Awards for Enterprise and the Queen's Honours nomination form. Um, very different awards, clearly, but they are, have that almost just a very separate um, uniqueness about them. Anything I find that has Her Majesty's insignia on it attracts attention, whether that's your business press, your local press, uh, international press. I've had numerous comments from clients who've won, for instance, the International Trade, Queen's Awards for Enterprise International Trade category, and the difference it makes when they're trading overseas, talking to potential distributors, partners, customers, clients. It's a real, very powerful, big endorsement from, you know, one of the biggest names, isn't it really, Hamaj? Um, and, and it resonates with people. So, and again, to be fair to the Queen's Awards for Enterprise and indeed the Queen's uh, Honours, the guidance notes that are in there are incredible and detailed. Um, I mean, the, the Queen's Awards for Enterprise, often the question pages alone go to about 32, between 25 and 32 pages. So it's a significant award. You really need to have your accountant working with you because the financial due diligence, as you would expect, is vast. But they are doable. A lot of people do do these on their own. It's about putting time aside, blocking it out and giving it your all. And I guess if you're looking at something of that profile, it pays to work with somebody who, who can do this, who, who is a professional and who understands what's required. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've got a vested interest in saying yes, haven't I? But I do, I do stress a lot of people do do these things on their own and do it very well. But that's what one of the things when I know when we first met that I was um, and we were talking about it with the client and the depth they went into and and the input from the accountant. It was just it, this was on another scale entirely, and that's when. I began to cotton on. Call me slow, but that's what the point. I began to cotton on about how powerful these things could be, if you're willing to invest time, money, uh, and effort into to doing something impactful. I agree. I mean, I've seen them work so powerfully; they're incredible. They really are. But I mean, what I would say with working with somebody external, whether it's me, somebody else, or indeed a blooming good advisor, what they are able to give you is that external view on your business. Because I think we do suffer with this British modesty thing, or a lot of people and businesses do. Um, And it's no time to be modest. Um, Appropriately confident is how I phrase it, but no time for modesty. Um, You need to to celebrate the successes, the differences in your business, why you're unique. And I think that's one of the problems, Rachel, that I see so often is that businesses 
they talk to me and they say, well, yeah, but everybody in our industry does that. And quite often I'm the one that says, I've spoken to five other, I don't know, hairdressers, IT consultants, mortgage advisors, lawyers, whoever I'm writing for. Um, and I've not heard anybody speak about that. So at the very least, I can say confidently, not everybody is doing that. There will, might be other people within your industry or sector that are, but certainly not everybody's doing it. We need to put that in. And that's the external view, that, that external lens that I think can sometimes be so valuable, especially when you're so busy on or in or both of the business that you you are you don't have the time to divorce yourself away from the day-to-dayness of it. Absolutely, I agree with you. And it's one of the the reasons the work I do is it can be quite powerful in, in that it's a third party coming in, taking a, a completely independent view with none of the biases that sit within the business. And it, it can really bring out some of the, the real strengths and differentiators within the business. That And you're right, it's that British modesty thing we don't like to shout about. And that kind of brings up this this challenge with awards, you know, oh, we're not good enough to enter. You know, how do you overcome that? Well, interestingly enough, I was having an email conversation with a lady late last night who um, was interested in entering the East Midlands Chamber Enterprising Women Awards. So the first thing I did was point out that that closes in a couple of weeks and to, to make sure she knew the deadline, which she did, and that she was a member, which she is, because you do need to be a member of most chambers, I think, certainly the ones I've come across, to enter these things. Um, but she she was doing a very good job in telling me that actually she was very ambitious. She wanted to go, for this, these are her words, not mine. She's very ambitious. She wanted to go for best business, Um but then she she did a great job of backtracking. It's almost 100 miles now and saying, well, actually, yes, but we're only this type of business in this type of sector. And we haven't had exponential growth over the last 12 months. Um, and, but we ha- and we've been around for an awful long time, not done much. And I was like, well, I heard really good, strong track record, longevity in a business. Um, slow and steady is not necessarily a bad thing, particularly with what most of the world's been going through in the last 12 to 18 months. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff. And actually, when you say you're only this, I'm just had a look at your website. You're not only anything. You're a heritage provider of X. That makes a difference. You know, you're not banging it out 5p per I don't know, widget. Not there's anything wrong with that. And there probably is an award to celebrate that. But there's something very special with you there. And I think the other thing that a lot of businesses forget, and I say this as a, a judge of previous awards, including the IOD Director of the Year Awards, I always got really excited when I saw a new name or a new company that either I hadn't seen in those awards before or even better, didn't know at all existed. Perhaps you shouldn't as a judge, but you are a person. I leant forward. I thought, oh, who is this Rachel from um, Innovate UK? I haven't heard about her and her business before. Let me start reading. Whereas if I'd read about Rachel H from the awards people, I'm like, oh, God, no, not her again. Uh, right, come on then. Tell me something new. What have you done this year to make it more interesting for me to read? So you have a job as a repeat applier of awards that's very different to if you're a new applicant for awards. Um, and certainly that was what I said to the lady. I, 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 I've, I felt very strongly that she should, not necessarily with me, have a go yourself, I said to her. Um, but I, said, I felt very strongly that she shouldn't put herself down because actually she was 
a new name and a new a new business in terms of I hadn't heard of her before, um, which meant that the judges in those those awards probably would have not heard of her either. Because I racked my brains, I couldn't think that I'd seen her shortlisted as a finalist even in, in any awards locally that I'd seen. Um, her business was a heritage handmade product. Long uh, longevity of the business. She's been trading for years. In fact, you know, her family had it before her. So she's also got the family piece as well. And all I could hear were these positives, whereas this poor lady was saying, well, actually, when I look quite often, it's the really big companies that win this award and they've got great stories and they're very high, fast growth. And that's not us. That's fine. You know, the world's not made up of all those types of companies. There's room for all of us. If they're bigger companies winning, then surely they have more time and more uh, resources to put behind this. They will use it as part of their strategy. So I'm absolutely 100% with you. I think we need more people, new people coming in, you know, not to stop these marvellous businesses that are using it as part of their their strategy, um, but really just to to showcase more of the brilliant stuff that goes on that we don't shout about because it doesn't look glamorous or glorious or it it, it, it doesn't fit with the latest trend in what the media want to see or what government are supporting because there are a lot of very, very good businesses out there that don't shout about what they're doing. And that doing is, is they're growing, providing work, giving back to the economy and their local communities. And I think it'd be lovely to see more of those step forward and say, here we are. So really, from what you, you know, it is about now about encouraging more businesses to explore this and to see it as something to add into their overall promotional and marketing mix and see it as more than just a nice to have, which was with where I started from with it. This can be a powerful and impactful way to raise your profile, meet new people, network with the right type of people who you would like to become your customers and to tell your existing customers that you actually, you know, they're not just the, not, they're not the only ones who think you're good. You know, this is about you really are good and you're recognized as such. Just recapping on, on what you're talking about, it really is a case now of, you know, if you're looking at this, if you've already put a toe in the water, um, but you're not sure whether you want to do it again, perhaps it's worth talking to somebody else to, to take on the task for you. But if you're a small business and you would like to get started, then really and truly, it's just, you know, look at what's local, I guess. Look for something small and fairly simple to to enter at this point and give it a try. Spend a bit of time writing your entry and, and putting it through and see where you get to, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Would that be your advice, Absolutely, it would, Rach. It really would. It's uh, have a go, give it the the attention that it does deserve. I mean, when I write an award for a brand new company, so of course it's different in that I have limited background to them. Obviously, I will have done some research. I've been talking to a potential client and had a look through their website, social media feeds, but. To, to understand a client and to write a first draft of an award can take me anywhere between two and five hours. Um, just because it's your own business or you've been in that business as an employee for a length of time won't necessarily cut that much time off of it because you will need to think about what the questions are asking, what the category is that you're entering um, and how you want to position stuff. It's also likely that you're going to have to delve through accounts, finance and what have you and find out various bits from them as well. So give yourself the time to give it a really good 
a good approach, a good job of it. Um, but yeah, have a go. People, I, I still say this, judges like to see new names, new entries, new companies, new ideas, fresh approaches. Um, so have a go and then make sure when I first started doing this, uh, a lot of my clients would sit back when the award draft was in and it was the final one and kind of go, Whoo, well, that's that hard work done. No, that's where it starts. Now you think about how you're going to, to communicate the fact that you've had a go at these awards, that you're a finalist, that you're going to the awards ceremony, virtual or otherwise, um, that you've won. Make sure it's part of your timeline. It's in your diary. You've got things lined up for it um, and really have a go at it because it is powerful. It really is powerful. And like you say, this doesn't just stand in isolation. It needs to be part of your your bigger activity and make sure that you use it and capitalize on the experience of entering, You know, even if it's not to the point of being shortlisted and make the most of the time you've invested in getting this in and then don't just sit back on your laurels and think oh well that's done and dusted that's been so helpful and really really interesting how do people get hold of you if they want to find out more i know you're dead helpful so you know if they've got questions are they okay to get in touch absolutely if you've got questions um Probably, I mean, the, the website, my website is the, the best way to get in touch with me. It's www.theawardspeople.co.uk. It's got our office number on, which is redirected to my home at the moment. Um, it's got my email address on. I am genuinely more than happy to offer help, tips, advice wherever I can. Um, I've even been known to, to be caught on a quieter day and, and to look through a previous awards application and, and give some feedback, appropriate and courteous, on what I think is its strong points and its weaker points. There's no charge for any of that. I'm genuinely here to, to say if I can help and be a service and help you to achieve your goals and objectives as a growing and ambitious business or individual, then then that's absolutely fine with me. Um, so yeah, hit the website, find my contact details, link in with me, um, and let's let's talk about how you can conquer the world of awards and grow your business. Absolutely. And I'm a strong believer in uh, paying other people where I don't have the expertise or strength. So um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you as well about the, uh, about the business. Rachel, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. And I and I mean it when I say that was really helpful for me as a, a business person and also for, for the broader business community I work with. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for asking me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. The Curious Business Guide is presented by me, Rachel Cheatham, in collaboration with my brilliant guests. And you can find out more on LinkedIn about the podcast. Check out the Curious Business Guide showcase page on LinkedIn if you want to get in touch or find out more about the guests. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more episodes if you found this useful. And please leave me a review or feedback whether you did or didn't. I trust you to be kind. This is a 1386 audio production. 